Tell me a little bit more about, you know, what you're doing now, how you got into local government, yeah. and, you know, give me, give me some backstory. Yeah, I'm Mayor Pro Tem of Newport Beach, and I'm former mayor of Newport, and that position rotates once you get elected to council, elected to council about six years ago, kind of on an anti-tax platform, and it's been a real honor being on city council, you learn a lot about the community, and it's funny, you think you never deal with real issues, you think you deal with you know, crosswalk or traffic, the truth yeah. is deal with every issue under the sun. Um, from rights to finance to... And what uh, year was that? That I was elected in 2014. 2014. And uh, re-elected uh, a year and a half ago. Okay. Awesome. Yep. And um, you run citywide, but I represent District 4. District 4 is basically East Bluff. Yeah. And uh, my wife and I live there with our son now. And uh, it's, a, it's a great community. It's, it's probably one of the least controversial, busy areas to worry about. Balboa Island, Peninsula, that could be a full-time job. Yep. My, my district almost runs itself, and we've got a great staff. And we just pass policy, basically, as a yeah. council. Yeah. So what, what was the main, and maybe it's multiple reasons, but what led you to want to be involved in you know, local government in the first place? Well, I've always loved politics, just being a, a spectator. It's interesting. Uh, you meet a lot of people. I uh, went to law school, and there's a, a good understanding of how laws are mm -hmm. passed and enforced. Yep. And it just seemed like um, something that I always wanted to do. And I didn't want it to be necessarily a lifetime endeavor. I want to have my own profession, so I'm an attorney by trade. I don't mm -hmm. really practice law. I work in tech. But uh, it's really complimentary to, to business because you meet so many people um, nothing to do with, who have nothing to do with, per se, your industry, but they want to talk about the city they love or a city they like to visit. Newport Beach is a great city, a 100-year-old city with millions of visitors every year. So even if you don't live here, you, you have an association with the city. You may have had a great memory in the fun zone or had yeah. a first date in Balboa Island. Yeah. So there's a, um, a great culture, and it's kind of the center of Orange County's culture, I believe. Yeah, I agree. And it's because it's so old, yep. and Anaheim has that too. Yeah. has a cultural piece in everyone's heart in yep. Orange County. Yeah. Um, and Newport Beach is very, um, especially in the summers, is, is very touristy. A lot of people come in. You probably know all the specific numbers. I've heard some some big stats on how much revenue tourism actually brings in each year. Um, how was that affected this last year? It hurt us a lot. We were fortunate. A lot of our revenue comes from property taxes. We yeah. saw an increase in that yeah. value property. But transit occupancy tax, which is basically hotel tax and sale tax, uh, plummeted. It was even tougher in some cities like Costa Mesa that rely on South Coast Plaza or Anaheim that relies on Disneyland. But we, we have good reserves, really fiscally sound mm -hmm. uh, policies. My colleagues are, are really good about watching the pennies. Yep. And uh, we had a couple development agreements. Basically, a developer who wants to build something in the city, and they give a, some dollar amount, a couple yep. million, for consideration to have the right to build. Yep. So we had some well-timed projects to help us through the through the storm, and we're more fortunate than a lot of cities, actually. Yeah. We're very blessed. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what you're doing now, and then... You know, what are your big goals in the coming years? Yeah, I decided to run for supervisor because I like it. I like trouble, I guess. It's, <laughs> it's been a, a whirlwind. It's a special election. Yeah. It means it's winner take all. It's on March 9th. It's around the corner. And I, I'm running, in my opinion, as the reopen guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I fought hard to, uh, for business to have the right to stay open. People know how to put protocols in place and they're willing to. They need to feed their own family and their employees' families. 
And I thought that, that was um, important as a person, just a, a neighbor, but also as an attorney. It's a, it's a fundamental right. It's, yeah. a, it's in our constitution. You have the right to work. You have the right to enter a contract. Yeah. It's actually a constitutional right. Yeah. And uh, a lot of our rights were suspended because of the pandemic and people, they accepted it until they, until they learned how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the quote, flatten the curve occurred. Yep. Uh, at that point, uh, people started to realize that it was almost a taking. The government was taking from them the right to, to earn a living and feed their family. And we heard the, the horrible stories about suicides, abuse, um, substance abuse. And um, you know, I'm proud to be part of the group that just really fought to, to stay open. And uh, the county controls the health department, which controls how ordinances are really how mandates from the state are enforced, how many people can go into a restaurant, whether they can eat inside or outside. And our county's done a good job of doing educational only, uh, meaning, you know, hey, we might say, please have people sit outside, yeah. have these protocols in place, but the county's not going to cite you yep. or fine you. The state, however, has gone, has been over backwards to uh, to find you or, or, or threaten you and it really hurt a lot of businesses some businesses will never come back yeah um, in Newport Beach uh, the governor shut down Orange County's beaches and only Orange County beaches I, I sued the governor on that issue in federal court and I won mm-hmm. the judge awesome. ordered him to open the beaches and so you know, we do have jurisdiction over the sand in Newport um, although it's owned by the people of the state um, so you know that's sort of one place that I could fight that fight. If I'm elected to the county board of supervisors, I could definitely be more active in the fight for freedoms and for businesses. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a passion for it. And that's why I decided to run for this seat. Yeah. And uh, I've raised more money than any other candidate. And I think my message is really resonating um, with both parties, people who are not part of any party at all. Yeah. Just want to feed their families. Right. Yeah, I think this year was so so interesting to see. It seemed like so many people are on this side and so many people are on this side. And that's still the case. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, for, for me and, and being involved with small businesses, I'm very pro-business. And just watching what my clients have gone through this last year and listening to the stories, um, which I think what people need to realize is most small business owners are even less concerned about themselves as they are for their employees. Right? The stories that I'm hearing where they talk about their businesses being shut down, not having income or not being able to open is one thing, but having to let go of their employees and know that their employees are in trouble and these are people that they're responsible for. I mean, small businesses become such a close-knit group of people. I mean, some of these local restaurants, they're like family, and they have people that have been working with them for 5, 10, 15 years, and now their hand is forced, they can't operate, and they have to tell their staff, I can't pay you because I'm not allowed to open. Not It's one thing to, your restaurant has uh, poor service, yeah. food's not great, mm-hmm. um, customers don't go there, and you can't stay in business. That's one thing. But to be forced to shut down yeah. is a completely different thing. Yeah. And look, I understand the, um, the side of saying, well, hey, we, we're trying to protect people's health and we don't want people to get sick. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But there's also a way to operate a business and allow people to be safe. And watching restaurants specifically, retail stores too, go through such great lengths and spend so much money on um, you know, PPE and, and the stickers that are going yeah. on their floors and yeah. the outdoor tents and the, the, the heaters and, and the gloves and the masks. I mean, $10,000, dollars $40,000, it, it, yeah. it adds up. Sure and these are places that are already, you know, our average client was down 60 to 
in revenue last year. Wow. And they're forking out money. They're taking loans out. Yeah. They're going into debt in order to keep mm -hmm. some people on board to keep their businesses afloat. Mm -hmm. um, and it's gotten more confusing too because it's then turns into a county by county thing, a state by mm -hmm. state thing. So then it becomes like, well, it's just like a flip of a coin. It's a lotto, yeah. depending on what you can and can't do yeah. with your business. And you're seeing these high-ranking officials saying one thing and doing another. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we've gotten to a point now in, in California specifically, um, which has been one of the strictest states, where there's been so many rules and so many changes. Now nobody knows what to follow. Yeah. There's no clear guidance. There's no clear leadership. Um, I remember being at the cafe across the street after the second stay-at-home order, mm -hmm. um, standing in line, and uh, the, the um, you know, push notification comes out, emergency alert, mm -hmm. that says, go home, stay-at-home order. And the entire cafe, you know, everyone's phone is beeping, they pull out their phone, they look at it, and just put it back in their pocket. For I mean, because everyone's gotten so numb now. Yeah, yeah. Last March was scary. No, yeah, it was totally We scary. didn't know what to expect. Yeah. People were freaking out. Yeah. It was the unknown. Yeah. But as once we got more information, once we knew more about what was really happening, um, things became clear that we we knew who was, um, and we still know who is most at risk mm -hmm. when it when it comes to COVID nineteen. Yeah. That's not a surprise. Yeah. Um, but what's happening is everybody is being affected, oh, yeah. and the alternative to me and to a lot of people is far worse oh, yeah. than what's happening and what has happened. So, um, you know, with, with, with that being said, I mean, what you, you've obviously been fighting for businesses mm -hmm. to stay open, but what, what does the future hold? I mean, where do we go from here? What do you tell small businesses that they should be doing? Well, uh, I think it's a constitutional taking. It's my opinion as an attorney, but it, it take it for what it's worth. You're not charging it for it, so it can't be that valuable. Uh, my opinion is that you cannot take something like your ability to earn money or property and not compensate you for it. And so I think the, there's a, a couple cases in the state. One is federal court in San Diego. My friend's the attorney on it. There's a chance that that judge is going to order the state did unlawful taking and so therefore must give just compensation. Just compensation could be loss of revenue. So there could be some reimbursement opportunities and some, uh, some consequences for this kind of behavior. Um, Hopefully the economy rebounds and people are, are, are pent up and they'll, they'll want to go spend business as consumers and get others back to work. Mm -hmm. um, if that if that doesn't happen in a good way, we're gonna we're gonna hit a recession. Yeah. Um, our our economy um, in New York's economy have been disproportionately hit. Florida and Texas, which now has less cases than we do, yep. has a robust economy. People go into restaurants and amusement yep. parks are open and people are happier there. Except for Texas right now, it's pretty tough. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're going to see here, hopefully, a backlash. The governor might get a recall. The signatures are there to recall the governor. There might be courts offering uh, compensation for the shutdowns. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, like you said, people who looked at their phones and ignored it, people have, 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 they're fed up with it. They're, yeah. they're willing to do a lot. They're willing to wear a mask inside restaurants or grocery stores that require it. They're willing to stay away from their parents and grandparents they're willing to do a lot, but they're not willing to just stay home. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And even the governor's not staying home. He's having yeah. a nice dinner, you know, and if, if this were the kind of pandemic that they had us believe at first, I guarantee you wouldn't be out to dinner socializing. Yeah. So it's almost like some people are lying and we now know they're lying right. and they know we know they're lying and they're yeah. still doing it. And, uh, 
it's 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 eventually it's not going to it's not yeah, going to make sense. I agree. I think the unfortunate thing is is that um, you know this this virus has obviously hurt a lot of people, but the real unfortunate thing in addition to that is plenty of politicians and companies have used it for their own personal yeah. gain, um, and people have a lot of remorse about that. They do. Well, remember some governors are on TV every day. Yeah. In Ohio, uh, Governor DeWine was. They called it Wine with DeWine because mm-hmm. you're stuck at home. You just drink and watch the governor talk to you. Obviously, New York, he's being investigated right now for his nursing yeah. home scandal, and he was on TV all the time, and yeah. our governor was on television all the time, and yeah. I think they enjoyed it. And yeah. the excitement around um, exercise and authority, they've never seen exercise before. Yeah. Meanwhile, regular people suffered. Yeah, so true. Um, do you feel, because I do, um, that there's a pent-up demand to experience you know, live events, to dine at restaurants. And we see that with some of our data. We see that our clients that are in different areas that have been able to reopen, mm-hmm. they're reopening near the capacity they were at before COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, our data tells us that if allowed to legally open, the business is doing great. Mm-hmm. And it shows us that there's a lot of demand to get back out there mm-hmm. in person. Um, despite what you hear on the media. Um, would you, do you agree with that? Do you feel like we're starting to turn a corner? I mean, are you optimistic about, about where we're going? I'm really optimistic. Whether you want to say it's the vaccines or herd immunity, how we get there, yeah. uh, we're seeing the numbers drop. We're seeing people return to a life that looks more normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that there is pent-up demand. It's interesting, before the pandemic, millennial and younger generations, they, they, uh, sought experiences more than things. Yeah. Well, if you're an experience-driven generation and your health risk is very low because you're under 70 and you're healthy, yeah. you can't wait to get back to those experiences. Yeah. You're not having those experiences under COVID. Yeah. So uh, for my wife and I, we have a two-year-old son. We don't mind being home as much. We enjoy being with him and watching mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. grow. And I work from home right now because of COVID. Uh, but if you don't have the luxury of, of being able to work from home or you're someone who hasn't you know, settled down yet, yeah. it's going to be, you're going to have a, a lot of pent-up demand. There's a lot of restaurants here you can't get into. True. Can't get a reservation. True. My sister's in town tonight, and we're trying to go somewhere, and okay. everyone's booked. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I hate to for my sister, but that's good. <laughs> we're going to have to walk in somewhere. That, yeah. that, these are good signs. These are things where in 2019, you're upset. But for me in 2020, I'm like, you're full? That's awesome. Yeah, that's right. I love to hear that. It is. Or when there's traffic now. I'm like, look at all this traffic. It's (laughs) amazing. That's great. Good point. Good point. Um, So let's let's end with this. I'd love to hear, you know, what are your your ultimate goals? You know, where do you see yourself, um, you know, going on a bigger scale than just here locally? Or... Are you, are you most interested in having the biggest impact on the, the local community? Well, uh, if I were to be elected the county supervisor, there's an two-year term I could serve, mm-hmm. and then I'd be eligible for two more four-year terms. So I could be on the county for a long time. Yeah. And I, I want to be on the county. I want to serve the county. But my, my much bigger goal is that we as individuals and businesses exercise our freedoms. These freedoms are from God. They're not from a bureaucrat, a governor, or a king. They belong to us because I think we're made in God's image. And we have the right to exercise them. If we don't exercise them, they can be taken away. So I want there to be a continued movement to reopen. And I want people to see that they are not beholden to the state. The state is beholden to them. So, yes, I want to win my election on March 9th. And, yes, I look forward to serving the county board of supervisors. But much more importantly, I want Americans to live as free people. And uh, it makes me scared uh, to see that sometimes people won't fight when these rights are taken away. Couldn't agree more.
you got my vote. Oh, I'll tell great. you that. I appreciate much. that. Vote. Thank you. Um, where can where can people find you? Website, yeah, yeah. Instagram, Facebook. Where, yeah. Where's the best places? Yeah, I've got an Instagram, just personal one. I don't do much campaigning on it. Okay. I've got a, a Facebook page, Kevin Muldoon, and I've got a website, votemuldoon.com. Uh, M U L D O O N, like the restaurant. Awesome. It's easy, easy to find, and you could always message me. I'm happy to talk to someone individually or meet with a group and share you know, what I think the issues are in this race. Awesome. And um, I'm also served on city council, like I said, so anyone in Newport Beach who wants to reach out about city awesome. stuff, I'm available. Awesome. I, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you being a supporter of small businesses and you know, fighting for businesses to stay open. And uh, I wish you the best of luck. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate, appreciate your time. Thank you. Wet, 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 wet,